0: Welcome back to the Conscious Beauty Podcast. This is the place where we talk about how to naturally age with health, strength, and beauty. I am your host, Mary Bayarta, and today I am super excited to share an interview that I did with... Dr. Trish Ferrer, who is a naturopathic doctor based out in San Diego, California. I've been following Dr. Trish for several months now, and I've watched her just share so much beautiful, beneficial information about health from a holistic approach. And this is essentially why I wanted to interview her, because many of us, never grew up going to someone like Dr. Trish who is a naturopathic doctor. Some of you might not even know what a naturopathic doctor is. And this is exactly why I wanted to bring her on the program because we have all just grew up with a tradi- a traditional western medicine doctor. I can't talk right now. <laughs> and western medicine is amazing. There is a purpose for it. It has been a blessing and has saved so many lives. And at the same time, we need people like Dr. Trish as a part of our primary care team because we need more than just interventive medicine. We need a doctor who knows us holistically can see us for our individual individuality and naturopathic medicine approaches the care of human beings from a holistic standpoint, not just from what's going on on the body, but what is going on with your mind and spirit. And Dr. Trish and I are going to go deeper into that during this conversation. We're going to talk about how she got into naturopathic mad- medicine in the first place Um, skin health, and just overall the importance of really paying attention to our spiritual health because as you listen in the program, your consciousness, your spirit truly dictates what your body does. And so it's super important, especially as we get older, to make sure that we are giving the proper focus and care to our spirit health. So I'm super energized to bring you this conversation that I had with Dr. Trish. And before I transition into that, let me just tell you a little bit more about her. As I mentioned, she's a naturopathic doctor and owner of Heal with Dr. Trish, which is a trauma-informed and body-positive healing collective that focuses on mind-body medicine, psychoneurology, and skin and gut health. She's a rising leader in the fields of lifestyle optimization and brain-heart coherence, and has dedicated her practice to the education and empowerment of basic human health needs and rights. She believes that a strong foundation of health are virtuous practices that create disease-free beings for life. Wow. So without further ado, here is my wonderful conversation with the beautiful, intelligent, dynamic Dr. Trish Ferrer. Well, Dr. Trish, welcome to the Conscious Beauty Podcast. It's so great to be speaking with you today.
1: Yay, thank you for having me, Mary. I'm so excited. I can't wait to see all the fun funs and listen to what we're gonna talk about today. Yay, I'm
0: super excited too. You are actually the first doctor that I am having on the podcast, so very thrilled about that. What? Yeah. Really? Yes. You're the first oh my doctor God. on the podcast. I had this digital summit before and I had a ton of doctors there, but for this particular one, you are my first. So you're, you're oh. blessing me right now. Oh my God. I'm <laughs>
1: so honored to pop the proverbial <laughs> Dr. Cherry on Conscious Beauty Podcast. Thank you. Yes. You want to share that information with me. I feel really honored.
0: Thank you so much. Oh, no problem. So why don't we just dive right in? First off, what is a naturopathic doctor and how is a naturopathic doctor different from traditional Western medicine doctors?
1: Oh, great question. So anytime you talk to any naturopathic doctor, a naturopathic physician, All of these questions are very subjective, right? So everyone is going to have a different answer. But if I'm going to talk about what a naturopathic doctor is, let me just make a distinction with what our medicine is first and foremost. So basically to put naturopathic medicine succinctly, naturopathic medicine is a very distinct form of healthcare, which means that it combines the very innate wisdom of nature with the incredible triggers, clinicals, and database-driven of you know modern science combined together. So basically, with that information and having all of that being integrative, naturopathic doctors um, focus on primary care, and we are the forefront and leaders in integrative medicine. So what that means is that we're excellent diagnosticians, and we see everything in like a full body and holistic care, like mind, body, and spirit, not just a condition on its own.
0: Love it. So is it yep. very similar to functional medicine?
1: Yes. Functional medicine okay. is actually a branch that comes off of naturopathic medicine. Okay. You know, functional medicine has really kind of like blown up, I would say. Within the last few years, because a lot of the uh, conventional and traditional Western doctors can now go get like a certification process and become a functional medicine practitioner. However, a lot of the principles from functional medicine come from naturopathic medicine.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah,
1: fun facts.
0: <laughs> I know. Yeah. So, why should someone go to a naturopathic doctor? Like, do do you have to, should you go even if you're feeling well and nothing's wrong with you? Or is it something where you go if you're feeling kind of off or unbalanced?
1: I think it's all of the above. I think that I think that if you want to get to the root cause of anything that you're going to, through whether it's something acute whether it's something chronic whether it's something spiritual whether it's something existential whether it's something you have no answers to from the 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 western medical spectrum, come see a naturopathic doctor. You know, a lot of people talk about holistic health, right? Like everybody, everybody is now flirting with the concept and the practices of holistic health and naturopathic doctors are very much trained in preventative care. And so we believe in the systems that will prevent you from reaching that state of dis-ease.
0: I see. Mm -hmm. So basically getting you in a state of balance, right? Your whole. Always, always.
1: The body and the brain really crave homeostatic states all the time. But obviously with life, love, environments, relationships, experiences, work with anything that's going on in the world, especially during this time, it's very normal that people will kind of shift all the time. So naturopathic doctors are there trained and empowered to help you kind of combat that. That way you don't end up developing something, initiating something or furthering something even more because we don't want to get you to that state, right? That state, you're already at a hundred percent. We're trying to reach you at the 20, 30% so that you don't even have to get there.
0: I love that. It's maintenance to me, really. Absolutely. Right. Mm So let's take it back a little bit here. Your journey, based on my digging in the internet, uh, your career in healing, your journey in healing began when you were in med school, right? And you had an onset of eczema, which was quite severe. And you mentioned that Mm -hmm. you had it on your face. So that's an area that everybody sees, you see every single day when you wake up. Um, And you felt like you didn't quite understand what was going on with you at that point. So mm-hmm. how did that experience catapult you into being a naturopathic doctor and how did that shape your holistic approach to healing?
1: Um, great question. I love this story because at the time I hated aided so much the journey that I was on in terms of my eczema there was just no answers and you know obviously it it is an autoimmune and skin dysfunctional disorder and so it's it's just there it's physical so it can be really difficult on like body and being you know however now looking back on it in hindsight I'm so happy that 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 happened because it brought me here but um, actually, Mary, a correction, I I oh. developed that onset um, stage of eczema when I was actually in college. Oh, okay. Before med was, school. Yeah, this was when I was getting ready to go to med school. And I mean, college was so crazy because, you know, I was studying biology, but at the same time, I was a microbiology research student. I was balancing two different waitressing jobs. You know, I was eating on the go. I was on the run. I had no concept of balance, really no concept of lifestyle because, you know, when you're kind of in that realm of like hustling all the time, you have that like grind mentality. You're not necessarily taking care of yourself, nor do people teach you how to do that unless you've been lucky enough to grow up in those environments. Um, I was not lucky enough to grow up Neither was I. Yep, (laughs) we've all had to learn that in some way, shape, or form, right? So um, because of the lifestyle that I was living at the time, the go-go-go mentality, the hustling, the this and that, I was also experiencing a lot of toxicity in my immediate environment with my partnership. The way I was kind of managing, regulating, and mediating my stress was not the best way. Mm. I was eating out all the time, but specifically, I was eating really poorly. I'm talking like fast food, Um, frequently, you know, sleep was not a thing that was in my life. So Mm. there were, there were so many risk factors that were basically building up to lead me to that very insidious onset.
0: It was like your, your body was sort of saying, help, like pay attention to what you're doing.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and it was so crazy. I mean, I didn't have that, you know, level of awareness that I do now. Cause I mean, I was in my early twenties at that time. Yeah, it's I hard. had no idea, you know, Um, it, 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 but the eczema started as a very small patch on my hand. And at that mm. time I was working a waitressing job. And I remember being like, oh, this must be some rash that I developed from working, shearing something, mm-hmm. something, or, or maybe it just developed like chemically of some sort
0: and it just didn't
1: go away and it would get bigger 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 more inflamed more redness more pustules more vesicles and then all of a sudden that one morning happened where I literally had it everywhere Mm -hmm. everywhere went to the bathroom saw it on my face totally just destroyed me because I'm like oh my god what is going on with me my body basically broke down yes yes right because I just wasn't listening I was like it's just a rash it's gonna go away um, didn't listen to the body. It broke. I ended up going to see the local, um, dermatologist who was really lovely by the way, but still, you know, it was a 20 minute visit, a couple hundred dollars later and a prescription Mm. for corticosteroids and nothing changed. Mm. Nothing changed. I, I didn't I didn't necessarily feel inspired about my health. I didn't necessarily feel empowered because there were just no answers. It was more just kind of like, okay, great. Yep. That's definitely eczema. You were right with your research. Here's a prescription and like, it will go away. But I was like, is it really going to go away with steroids? And, you know, studying biology at that time, I was like, this does not sound like I'm going to have long-term effects with this. Mm -hmm. And so basically, you know, I channeled some very obsessive behavior with traveling down the rabbit hole of holistic health, um, realizing what it was like to heal from the inside out, basically changed my lifestyle overnight. And in six weeks, my eczema cleared up. Wow. Yep. In six weeks, my eczema cleared up. And then that's when I found naturopathic medicine. And I was like, what is this? Because I was on my way to going into Western medical school at that time. But literally, Mary, overnight, I dropped my um, acceptance to go to Western med. And then I went to naturopathic school instead.
0: Oh, I love that. It was really a gift. Isn't it funny how certain things that you thought were such a nuisance ended up being such a gift to your life? So what exactly did you do? How did you get your skin back to balance? And your skin is gorgeous, by the way. I wish you guys can see her face right now, but she's <laughs> glowing. Um, so what did you do? Tell us.
1: There's so much to talk about skin health, you know, like healing your skin topically. So on the surface, that's just one piece of the puzzle, yes. you know, however, social media and all the information coming out about just health overall and you know people becoming more aware about skin health we are now starting to talk about the importance of gut health we're now starting to talk about the importance of hormonal health and we are also now starting to make determinants of health so your lifestyle sleep stress diet nutrition fitness Um, social communities, um, relationships, that is also part of an all-encompassing health. So when we are addressing skin health, there's no way that you can't address all of the other stuff as well. Mm
0: -hmm. And so
1: in my personal experience, what I had to do was I had to shift everything Mm -hmm. and I'm talking everything. And I started, the first thing that I did was, you know, investigate all of my products because- Mm -hmm. toxins and chemical exposures are a really really big thing in the beauty industry and not a lot of people know that
0: Mm -hmm. you know
1: Um, it's getting better
0: now but it used to be horrendous here in the states
1: yeah yeah I think it was last year in 2020 that California officially banned like 20 of the, the chemical substances that are found in beauty products that have been banned in um, countries overseas for like decades. Yeah. So, you know, we're catching up slowly. So the first thing I, I did was really investigate all of the products that I was using. And there's this incredible database called Skin Deep. It's by the Environmental Working Group. And everybody can access it. It's a public database. You can just literally put in the name of your product and it will actually show you on a spectrum how toxic it is. And so depending on, let's just say your sensitivities or your tolerances, I think that that is always a
0: great place to start. We'll put that in the show notes for everyone too, by the way. Oh, beautiful.
1: Yes. So Skin Deep, the environmental working group database. Um... So that is, that is one part of skin healing journey, at least for me. And then the second part was addressing the determinants of health. So diet and nutrition was the next thing that I did. Um, because I had developed a relationship with eating on the go fast food I really kind of had to take a step back and kind of fall in love with the practice and the art of creating food
0: mm.
1: you know and not having it be so much like a chore that I have to do because I have to get a meal in but rather like okay this is going to be really nourishing this is going, this is an outlet for creativity this is so beautiful how can I create this dynamic and colorful relationship with food and And so that's where my love for food and creating recipes came from as well. So um, food is a really big one.
0: I really Um, love that, Dr. Trish. You made it into a very loving ritual instead of something that you had to do. Oh yeah. Because you're hungry, you know? And and when you create that type of ritual for yourself, it becomes an act of self love. And I think there's a deeper appreciation for that. Mm -hmm. And in Ayurveda, Ayurveda is what I study. It's what a lot of my work is based on. Yay! (laughs) And it's so important to just take your time with your food and really and really feel what is it that my body needs at this time? Of and incorporate course. that with whatever you're making, right? What's in season, yes. what's local, because that is what your body is going to thrive on to get nourished. So yes. love that.
1: Yes. Yeah, no, I think that that is incredible, right? Like food is literally medicine. So yes. how can we change our perspectives and relationships with it? And I think that there's uh, this misunderstanding in the general culture and public that when you are creating something, it has to be fancy. But it really doesn't have to be. It can be literally something as simple as, you know, some uh, like a a carb source, a protein source and a fat source of some sort put together on a plate and that's it. You don't have to create like a five course meal (laughs) with like 50 ingredients. It can literally be as easy and as simple as say like an avocado toast with like a pasture raised egg if you, if you don't have an egg sensitivity and that can be a meal on its own or like, you know, uh, like a really colorful salad with tofu or something like that. Mm -hmm. It can really be as simple as that. It doesn't even have to be so crazy. Um, so diet and nutrition was the next step in my skin healing journey. However, I will say, you know, as I'm through all of these, like, you know, determinants of health and lifestyle stuff, all of that stuff is really just kind of surface level. Right. Um, I think that the the true healing for me personally, and this is all subjective, it's all personal and all individualized, right? So everyone's going to have a different experience. For me, it was really assessing my mental, emotional, and spiritual states in terms of my identity. Yep, my identity, my confidence, who I believed I thought I was with my eczema, rather than kind of separating it from myself. And I realized, you know, once I kind of went deeper into that, like all of the toxicity in terms of like the mental, emotional and spiritual states, that was really contributing to my eczema rather than the kind of immediate environment of the diet, the nutrition, right? It was really about like the, the stress, the stressors
0: hmm Yes. And yeah. that's that mind, body, soul healing that you talk yes. about in your work, right?
1: Yes, 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 yes,
0: yes. I love that because consciousness yep. really does influence how matter, physical matter moves, right? And like you mentioned, diet, sleep, everything like that is superficial, which is great if, if you're able to get a handle on that.
1: Yes. However,
0: if the spiritual, right, the unconscious isn't being addressed, then there's still that one little thing or actually one big thing that is not being addressed at that moment, which could still affect your health.
1: 100%. You know, I, I teach all of my clients this all the time, and I've spoken to a few of my patients about this as well. We are literally, literally communicating to ourselves every single, sa- ourselves, sorry, not our. Well, I guess ourselves and ourselves, Yeah. Ourselves and ourselves every single second. The last time I checked this, this statistic, maybe it was a year ago or something. We are literally communicating 90,000 thoughts in a day. So yeah. So literally your cells are literally listening to you all the time. So your thought processes in terms of anything that's going on with you or anything that you're observing or experiencing or observing uh, from the atmosphere or whatever it is, it's already happening in your emotional landscape. Therefore, Mm -hmm. like manifesting as a skin disorder, for example.
0: Mm -hmm. Hey, it's Mary. Part of aging beautifully is having rituals that care for your whole health from the inside out. That's why I created Conscious Beauty Rituals, which is my personal line of natural and organic oils, herbal teas, gua shas, and other self-care tools that I personally use to maintain my health and beauty from the inside out. Everything on Conscious Beauty Rituals has been formulated or selected by me to ensure the highest quality standards when it comes to clean, effective, natural, and non-toxic products. Visit ConsciousBeautyRituals.com to start your own Conscious Beauty practice listeners get an exclusive 10% off their first purchase by using the code conscious again that's consciousbeautyrituals.com and use code conscious to get 10% off your first purchase now let's get back to our conversation mm-hmm. so would you say right these um these blocks these spiritual blocks would you say that these are these are energies that just have not been processed yet by our consciousness i like to call it you know spiritual mental and emotional indigestion because in ayurveda we talk about we're not what we eat we are what we digest yes. and we digest every single thing that comes at us through our senses and that includes thoughts beliefs you know ideas and if we're not a traumatic events and if we're not really processing those that can get stuck and that can create blockages, which creates inflammation, which creates illness, disease. Yep.
1: Yep. I, I echo all of the same sentiments, Mary. We are of like minds here. love it. Um, 100%. I mean, we already know now, and I think this, this, this is general information. Most people know this now that the body literally stores all of the trauma. And I'm using the word trauma loosely here. And my definition of trauma is any experience that created an emotional imbalance, right? So this can be mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, anything. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, 100%, the body definitely stores all of the traumas, experiences, anxieties, stressors, depression, therefore leading to a cascade of inflammation.
0: Mm. So
1: if not addressed in any way, whether it's something physical or whether it's something that's really under the surface and something that's unconscious, it will manifest in some way. And when it comes to skin to just kind of like tie it back all around, the skin is literally the last step in its manifestation, right? Because
0: it's literally coming out through your body. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So last manifestation, and also your skin is your physical body's first barrier. Yes. First, isn't it so? Oh, I love yep. how that kind of okay, great. Mm-hmm. We're on a roll here. Um, we are. <laughs> so, what are some ways that we can start to heal those um well, I guess to start soul healing, right? To start whole yeah. healing. What are some ways that we can do? Because a lot of us, we weren't really raised to be in touch with our spirituality, to be in touch with our emotions. You know, I was raised to kind of suppress my feelings and, and not know how to even understand what my emotions were trying to tell me. So how do we start that process?
1: Um... There's so many ways that I could answer this question because again, you know, at least in my practice, not not every person who I see is the same, right? And Mm. so I will always want to meet someone wherever they are. There are some people who, you know, there's a variety of things that people have already done and then they'll come to me to talk about what works, what hasn't worked and we'll create a plan. However, if you are starting from... If you're starting from square one, let's say, yeah. um, I think because of the world that we live in in terms of the the patriarchy and, let's say, the toxic masculinity and just the the heaviness and more of like the masculine energy for processing, logic and, now, I think a great place for everyone to start, if they're starting from square one, is to identify. And I talk about this in my practice all the time is that, you know, it's one thing to know what's going on in your mind, right? Like, you know, if you're talking to a friend or a partner or a professional of some sort or a therapist or whomever, and you're like, yeah, you know, this is exactly what's going on with me. That's one thing right? But let's say if you're learning to actually identify, confront it and honor it by writing it down, right? Mm. So this is where like the law of manifestation and law of attraction comes in, right? It's not as woo-woo as people think it is. So knowledge Mm. is power is one thing, but having to apply it is a totally different situation. So um, for our square one learners for building and raising that full body healing, identification. So tip, pen, paper, notes, app, a journal, whatever is the most accessible and feels natural to the person, literally take time to journal and write. Like, you know, here's what's going on. And it can be anything. You, you can either need a template, a guide. It can be something as free form as like, okay, so right now I am sipping my... The more that we can take time to create that depth By actually seeing ourselves on paper in that physical form, the more we can identify what the hell is actually going on with us.
0: Mm -hmm. So it's really just acknowledging what is happening, not not passing any judgment, not trying to have any conclusions, but just being aware of what is happening. I think meditation is really awesome for that too, in addition to what you were talking about with journaling or you know, using your audio notes on, on the iPhone, just Mm -hmm. having that awareness. Yeah, you're right. Is a great first step to getting started.
1: I love meditation a lot. I I'm a big believer and proponent of it. You know, there are a lot of people who have a difficult time with these practices. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we have to remind everyone as practitioners in these fields, like, yes, you know, It can be really difficult to begin with, but, you know, let's take off the weight a little bit and just understand that it's a practice. Right. And I love I love relating it in this way because and especially with women, I feel like women can really relate to this if you have, you know, more of a female audience. But, you know, all of us want to get that big booty you know, but, <laughs> but if you are not working the booty in the gym and Pilates class at home, the booty is not going to grow. No, It doesn't make any sense to have a big booty if you are not exercising that muscle. Yeah. And so creating awareness, creating that consciousness in healing in any form, skin, mental, emotional stuff, anything physical, whatever it is, is also like fitness. It literally is like exercising that organ system.
0: It is because we have to acknowledge the fact that we have been functioning this way since we were children. And it's, it's so difficult to expect us to, to expect ourselves to be perfect at something right yeah. from the get go right so mm. let's have grace with ourselves and acknowledge that this is going to be a lifelong process i at least for me i used to think that you know soul evolving or growing was something that took place once and I'm done Oh, and, yeah, and, and it's totally not the case as I've been on this journey before because I had a very similar experience with you. But for me, it was candida. It was like yeast yes. infections every single month, every three weeks. It was insane with migraines mm-hmm. and acne. And I just did mm-hmm. not know what was happening to me. Mm-hmm. And and like you, I I, I was so um disheartened but at the same time now that I look back I'm so thankful because that's how I found Ayurveda so yeah I I say all this because as you mentioned it's a practice you're gonna grow into it yeah and if you find it difficult say that you know this is difficult yeah there's something else on the other side of that difficulty and Dr. Trish I have to share this with you but very recently, maybe about a month ago was the very first time that I, or maybe it was two months ago that I met my inner child. I've never met my inner child before. And I, and I met her and I also met my highest self. So they met together and it was just the most, uh, I'm not going to cry. It makes me want to cry right now. I was crying when that all happened and I felt I just felt so at home, so loved. Yeah. And I felt like I didn't need anyone else to love me at that point. And yep. and this is the type of work that I feel like you're doing with women with your practice.
1: Yes. You know, Mary, um, that is really beautiful. I mean, we're on Zoom. I don't know if you can tell, but my I eyes can are see. watering. Yeah, that's, that's a really beautiful story. Maybe when we're done with our podcast, I want to hear more about that, because I think that that's really, really powerful, because not, there aren't a lot of people who have the ability to get there, right. And so if people are curious about getting there, they need to look for practitioners who have had that experience or who do work specifically in that. And with that being said, Mary, it's it's funny that you mentioned that, oh, this is the work that you're doing with women or I feel like this is the work you're doing with women because I never thought I was going to get into this work. Mm-hmm. Like, like at all, wow. at all. Um, I've always been... I've always been very in tune with the universe. I, I I would say that I've always been very spiritually conscious. Obviously, I've had my experiences with bypassing and having to do shadow work here and there, and continuously doing that. Obviously, and like evolving and transforming in that, you know. But I I never thought I was going to do this with my collective. It just It just kind of happened and it was very serendipitous, you know, and I remember going into naturopathic school and knowing exactly what my clinical focus was going to be and kind of staying away from you know, energetics or mental emotional health because it was too heavy, or there was no way that I had the capacity to hold that space or like facilitate it for someone. But it literally just kind of happened naturally with my own healing. And so I love the work that I do and I think that I'm great at it. You are.
0: Um, You really are. And it's so natural to me. Yeah. When I'm watching it
1: it feels good to witness men and women transform it's it's really, you know, uh in naturopathic medicine, a lot of the work that we do is very much collaborative care, right? Mm -hmm. So I will kind of come forward a little bit, but the other person also has to come forward in for the healing to happen. I can't always hold everyone's hand, you know? And so there's a lot of self-accountability and self-responsibility, but I think that these are all innate gifts and skills that we were born with. We just kind of have lost touch with them over time. You know, I yeah so so we are here to facilitate coming back meeting the inner child but also what is like your highest form of expression your authentic self and how can we integrate that and create that present moment awareness and actually give love to the being who you are now
0: mm, yes that is the goal i love that mm-hmm. so so personally how do you maintain that bond you know, on a, on a regular basis, what are some practices or non-negotiable day-to-day things that, that you do to keep that strong for you? So, I mean, some days
1: are better than others. I am human after all, right. You know, I've, I feel over the last few years, I've definitely incorporated more flow into my life than I ever have before. And I am finally, finally operating from this place of feminine energy. Whereas before it was very like masculine driven, like get get it done, blah, blah, blah. But obviously you still need that masculine energy to run a practice, run a business, get shit done, blah, 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 so on and so forth. However, I would say in terms of like my personal container, um, making my life as sacred and ritualistic as possible, Mm -hmm. rather than Routine has been really, really life changing for me. Mm. So, what that means is trying to do all of the things that I know will nurture me. And so, just lifestyle wise, I guess, and just lifestyle in general that we can talk about. So I call them lifestyle non-negotiables, actually. Funny that you mentioned that earlier. (laughs) Um, And my three lifestyle non-negotiables that I try to stick to every morning, just depending on how the day is, I will wake up, I will take the first hour of the morning to myself. And that is like, no phones, no nothing. You know, I will get up an hour early and then I will either go for a walk. So some kind of movement of some sort, take in like the morning sun for full spectrum light. And then I will meditate or do breath work just depending on my mood. And then I will journal.
0: Mm, love yeah. that.
1: And so I find that when I kind of stick to that rhythm on the daily, my days feel a little bit more peaceful. Mm. I feel a little bit more at ease, almost as if I have filled up my container now, therefore I can give.
0: Oh, I love that. It's yeah. very, it's also a very, it sounds very romantic. You're sort of like.
1: It It is, right? Yeah. You know, people talk about that like main character energy. Yeah. You know, and I love that concept. However, you know, let's make sure to be the main character in our story, but not forget about like the people around us and the people that are supporting us as well.
0: For you know? sure. Mm-hmm. There's that balance again, right? Yep, always. In the beginning, you talked about how, the stressors, the environment is um, causes causes us to kind of go out of balance. And we talk about that in Ayurveda, the doshas are in yes. us. That's what we're made out of. And they're always constantly fluctuating. And it's our job to find the balance so that we can live in peace, you know, on yes. the inside and out. So I love yes. that. Um so what are the other two that you do? So you have your Oh, meditation. sorry, those.
1: Yeah, so those were the three. Oh, those are the
0: three. Yes, it's all encompassing. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Okay, awesome. I love that. As a mom, I I have to have alone time in the morning or else the day is chaotic to me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, Mary, like aloneness is absolutely crucial. We're all afraid to be alone, which is normal when we're not used to it. But just imagine taking 10 to 20 minutes to yourself and how much more alive you feel after.
0: Oh, I mean, I can't argue with that. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, some of us need more alone time than others. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay. And yeah, the, the way that you can really know that is by what Do- Dr. Trish said is by being aware, you know, listening to what thoughts are coming up, how are you feeling, and then yeah. figuring out what it is that you need. So Dr. Trish, if... Any of our listeners want to work with you, connect with you, how can they get in touch with you?
1: Um, If anyone wants to work with me, I would love to have you join the Healing Collective. I do my my work right now is primarily one-on-one. So it's very intimate. It's private. It's very, very sacred. And I'm more than happy to hold and facilitate the space for anyone who is interested. The best way to contact me is on social um so instagram is kind of my go-to platform so at dr.trish ferrer and then my link tree is up so you know dm me check out my link tree all my links are all there for my website and to schedule etc etc so on and so forth but dm me if anyone's interested i love a good conversation and connection as well so
0: and she does reply you guys
1: i do i you know what if i don't reply it's only because I haven't seen your stuff or you may be like a bot or a troll of some sort, (laughs) but I will always reply to a message, especially if it's like loving and warm and it's like a good energy, always will reply.
0: Yes, and she (laughs) has really awesome content on the daily. Thank you. Um, It just helps me cultivate more peace in my life. And I really adore the divine feminine energy that you embody, so. Thank you. She wasn't always there
1: before, um, but I am happy that she is here now, girl.
0: Oh, she is just glowing. Yeah, I love her. <laughs> so thank you so much, Dr. Trish. I think that this was such a lovely conversation, you know, aging, right? My my whole message is helping women to age with grace and beauty and- yep really that is an inside job that is a Mm -hmm. holistic job and we can't just, you know, moisturize and our way out of that or our way into that. So yes, I, I think that this is a very important message. Um, healing health is a very holistic, um, territory. And I hope that you all have learned some additional information and knowledge that you can include and start to really integrate into your daily practices. So thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you, Dr. Trish. Thank you Uh, for having me. I appreciate uh, you.
0: It was a pleasure. So we'll see you back here next time on the conscious beauty podcast. Before you go, I'd be so grateful if you shared this episode and left a review and rating for the podcast. This helps me get the message of conscious beauty out to more people so that even more of us can age with health, strength, and beauty. Thank you so much and I'll see you in the next episode.